Hey, everybody. Welcome to Around the Farm, a podcast about all things ag. I'm your host, Clint Chaffer, and today we're joined again by my good buddy and product manager of machine compatibility at FieldView, Mr. Tanner Dunn. How's it going today? Hey, Clint, I'm doing good. Always a pleasure to, to jump back on on the Around the Farm and, and join you for here another episode. Yeah, well, I was thinking, you know, since uh, last time we talked, uh, we covered a couple different topics there, but uh, one of them was talking about some of the mishaps that happen uh, or fun stories that happen during planting. And I thought uh, maybe you and I could, uh, could have that same conversation just uh, wrapped around harvest. Yeah, no, that sounds great. We had plenty of stories for planting, and uh, I can already think of a few for harvest already. So, <laughs> you know, it just seems like no matter what uh, what time of year it is or what operations going on, uh, something usually unique or funny is is typically happening. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's always something going on on Dunn Farms. Good, bad, <laughs> ugly, majority bad, uh, with a little good in there. But yeah, there's always a story to share. All right, so let's go. We're just going to jump right into this then. So if you think about the best or the funniest story that, uh, that has happened on Dunn Farms during harvest over the past, uh, past few seasons. Yeah, I think the one that always sticks out to me is, and this didn't involve me actually, so it was my dad, of course. <laughs> well, those are, those are the better stories anyway, right? Yeah, you know. this is a phone call I got and just cussing up and down, you know, and uh, he was driving down the road uh, in the combine and he said he's going along, riding, riding along, and all of a sudden he feels the combine like wiggle and all of a sudden he slows down and his rear tire comes passing him <laughs> on the right side of the combine cab. Tire comes by, jumps the ditch in front of him, and literally ramps over the road 10 feet in front of him and flies into the neighbor's field. Oh, my. <laughs> so lost the tire going down the road and it didn't crash. Stopped it. It was the back, back right tire, but came flying off and, and jumped the road. So. Now, you know the funny part about this story, Tanner, is I believe the first story that you told last time was about a uh, a row unit dragon. <laughs> so, I mean, it just the, the, the roads are just kind of evil <laughs> to you, man. You know, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Tires and Dunn Farms, eh, maybe yeah. not a good topic. Yeah. But no, no that, that, was, that was probably the, the funniest one. I got one that's more of a, a be there moment, no. but. Now, I got to ask, was this like the hub that broke? Was it, you know, I mean, what ended up breaking on the thing? Lug nuts came off. Oh, man. Just, I don't know. It just over the years, it's nothing we tried changing recently. It was nope. just a total freak, random thing that happened. So we had something similar with our uh, w with the back end of the combine. This would have been several years ago. Uh, you know, I mean, they're they're built well, but I mean, that's probably one of the weaker points of a combine, right? I mm -hmm. mean, just a, a lot of weight and uh, and a lot of leverage back there. Well, we put on those. Uh, of course, we farm uh, a lot wetter farm, and uh, so yep. we run those uh, big floater tires, right? And we yeah. put uh, some pretty big floater tires on the uh, on the back of the combine as well. And dad's uh, dad's going along, and this was at our uh, Keysburg farm, which has our center pivot on it. And next thing you know, going through, going through, and just doesn't want to steer anymore. And, uh, and he looks back, and what ended up happening is the tire falls into the rut of the of the irrigation, right? Gets stuck in there, and then snaps the tie rod. Oh. And so next thing you know, I mean, this thing's just towed out, you know, basically just bulldozing. Plowing the entire field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, so here we are, you know, it's one of those where 
trying to find an entire tie rod that goes across the back <laughs> of your combine isn't usually the easiest thing. So that was a quick trip to uh, to Kokel's welding <laughs> and uh, get them to uh, to weld it up and get it back on. So well, while we're on tires, uh, we have one more tire story. <laughs> so right. this is involving the grain cart, so not the combine, but uh, we farm one one spot. It's a lot of hills in through like some old uh, Missouri crossings, we'd call it. And coming down a hill, coming back up, and old 4450s pulling a full load, probably overloaded, which might have been responsible for that part. But coming up, and all of a sudden, the back axle on the grain cart just totally oh. snaps and gives out on the hill. Grain goes flying off the side. The tractor jackknives, it's just parked right in the middle. And, of course, that's the only in and out of the, oh. of the whole 45 acres that we farm on it. But... Yeah, that was another another bad, bad day. You know, I have seen some of those uh, pictures and stories, specifically on uh, a lot of you have posted uh, this on Twitter when it happens, but uh, of the drawbars breaking oh, on, yeah. uh, on a fully loaded auger wagon. And, uh, and the thing is, the depth that those go into the ground is unreal. <laughs> it's, well, we learned firsthand. Ah, and, yeah. uh, but no, I mean, luckily, I mean, in the farming community, the, the neighbor system is still, you know, a good neighbor is still there. And the neighbor had a 4020 or with a loader tractor, yep. kind of came and lifted the one side up and we limped it off to the side, you know, got the cart emptied into another one and just kind of put it to the graveyard for a while. But of course, last field of the year, Uh, kind of the last leg early November you're ready to be done so just much appreciated though you know so it's still good faith is still out there luckily and uh (laughs) and and we were able to finish so you know we've had similar things on uh just sticking on this whole uh this whole tire piece uh again run those big uh big floater tires Uh, I think we run uh big old Mitos floater tires now on the on the front of them uh, but uh, but we've also snapped final drives, oh, off, yeah. you know, and uh, next thing you know, you're going along and the whole combine, you know, feels like it drops into a crater. And yeah. uh, that was more on some of the older combines, I think, that just had some, you know, they probably weren't built for as big of tires and, and things that we we're putting on them today. But uh, I think a majority of them now, I've, I mean, they're they're built pretty, pretty oh, heavy. Yeah. No, so. it, we haven't had any issues, knock on wood, uh, since then. But yeah, it's... Uh, things are built a little differently now compared to the past and uh, probably for a good reason. So. Yeah, exactly. Now, what about, uh, how about any, uh, any stories revolving, uh, revolving animals? Have you had any, any of those stories throughout harvest? Uh, we've had deer antlers in the middle of combine tires. Oh. Uh, those do not uh, bode well when running next to timbers just from, you know, previous sheds from the previous year that nope. we never found, but you find them with that tire. Um, but that's probably been it on uh, on animals, I'd say. So on, on Chaffer Farms, the one story uh, the dad always shares, I think I was too young to, to, to truly remember this, but uh, I'm going to share it anyway. But uh, dad's going along, and, and I can't remember whether it's with the bean platform or the corn head, uh, but going along, and uh, you know how you always have critters running in front of you right you know especially when you get down to some of the the shorter you know end of the rows there uh anyway a skunk decided not to run faster than what the combine (laughs) could go and uh and unfortunately that poor little critter goes all the way through the the thrasher and uh dad just kept saying he goes he's in the combine cab trying not to probably lose his lunch right and he's like it took 
probably two to three seasons before he could stop smelling that skunk. But yeah, that was one of those where I'm surprised that, uh, you know, that wasn't an excuse to, to trade combines at that yeah. point in time. <laughs> no, I, we, I guess not in the combine itself, but around harvest season with critters, uh, we had an old corn crib that had an old elevator system in it. Yep. And we stopped using that system. But every time we filled up the crib and probably, probably 10 years ago, you'd, uh, you'd turn, kick that on just for fun. No, oh, sure. And sure enough, raccoons love living in that old that, system. Yep. And there's an elevator at the top, and you could literally hit the the start button and just sit there, and you hear the scurrying around, and coons just start shooting out of the chute there every you know five turns or whatever. Oh man! So, but yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty interesting where you find you know critters on a on a farm, right? And uh, a grain bin system that's another one. I mean, and uh, and that's a whole nother aspect of of harvest, right? If you're if you're dumping into a grain bin system, you know, just some of the ins and outs and the headaches that uh, that go along with that. And I'll share a quick story. You talk talk about the the grain elevator. Well, Dad in his in his younger days was uh, needed to go up and make an adjustment on the top pulley. So this is like crawling up 100 feet in the air, taking the top bonnet off, and then making the adjustments, right? Well, the only way he could reach down in there is he had to crawl on his belly and basically down into this thing, feet sticking, you know, (laughs) up into the air, 100 foot up there. And as he's working on it, the pulley decides to rotate and shoves him down into this grain, or you know, into the, <laughs> into, the into the leg, top right? The leg. And he's like, you know, his his belly's stuck at this point in time. Feet kicked all the way up in the air, uh, and of course, he probably didn't tell mom where he was or anything <laughs> of that nature. So he goes, after probably a few minutes of sheer panic, uh, he started <laughs> wiggling his way out. But he's like, you want to talk about a horrible feeling when you're trying to get out of there and you don't know where the you know oh, yeah. where you're going to put your feet, you yeah. know. Uh, anyway, that, uh, l- luckily it turned out all good, but uh, I, that would have been a sight to see. One good reason to not go on a diet. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Any, any skinnier, right would have kept on going. <laughs> oh, that's 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 very true. So, hey, what what other what other stories you got? Yeah, my this is probably one of me and my buddy's favorites um, outside of the tire one. This is more kind of a be there moment for us, but we always every fall this comes up. So my dad's very particular on not going across the rows when picking. You got to follow the row and be very cautious as you pick across because you can't lose a single ear. Yeah. And my buddy, he's uh, he's from up in the northern Chicago area, never been around a farm. So we ended up uh, bringing him back down and come around harvest season and got him to run a grain cart. And his first time around a, a tractor, a combine, anything re- revolving around harvest equipment. So we picked him up for the day. And I was running the combine, he was running the grain cart, and he's running the big old 8430 four-wheel drive. Yep. Not a super easy machine to run for your first time on a farm, uh, but you know it, he was doing good that day. And we finished one field and went to the next one. The only way to get into that field is to pick across the rows. That's literally the only way yep. to get him off of the road because he's new, I don't want him on traffic. I want him sitting in the field as quick as possible. So I did the natural thing pulled into the gate entrance, picked across the rows and was going to open up a spot for him to pull in. Well, my dad wasn't there at the time. He comes rolling in with the semi. I've already picked the end rows off. And by chance, there's like three stalks laid on its side with the ears on them. <laughs> three out of the entire field so far. 
and I don't know if he was having a bad day or what was going on. He gets out of the semi, shuts the door, and he literally sees that, and he picks up the stocks, and he is just shaking them, and I'm stopped looking at him in the combine, and my buddy's sitting there in the tractor, and he's throwing the ears into the head, <laughs> and you can tell he's yelling some choice words, but I can't hear because the machine's running. And he just puts it's probably his, a good thing you couldn't <laughs> hear him. You know. Well, my buddy in the other tractor, we have walkie-talkies, and he's radioing me. He's like, hey, what, what's your dad doing? Because he's never seen my dad upset. He's always seen the, the good side of right, Mr. Yeah, Dunn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he saw the angry side of Mr. Dunn, and he's like, dude, is your dad all right? And I'm like, yeah, he, he does this every fall. It's no big deal. <laughs> and so out of that, seeing my dad kind of lose his mind over three years on the ground, he got a nickname Mad Dog that day. Oh, nice. And Mad Dog still sticks today. So, yeah. Well, you know, that's that's one of the things that, uh, you know, you talk about, you know, maybe losing tempers or getting mad. I mean, the the stressors of, uh, especially of harvest, are real, right? Yep. I oh, mean, yeah. uh, whether it's, uh, you know, we got a, a short window, uh, you get hit with, you know, heck, around here it's been, uh, we're in the middle of harvest and it, it's been raining, right? And they're yep. calling some more rain tomorrow. Uh, wind with that rain, all that kind of stuff. So I mean, uh, the amount of stress that uh, that builds up uh, throughout, you know, throughout these, uh, especially like I said, this this harvest season, man, it uh, I couldn't imagine. So uh, it's uh, yeah, like you said, the the weather, and yeah. you know, probably three weeks ago we thought it was going to be the quickest harvest ever, <laughs> and then reality sets in and rain sets in, and it, you get frustrated. You try to push the limits a little bit when things happen, it kind of compounds and, yeah. and tempers flare, yeah. And, so. Yeah, Mother Nature is like that one friend that you have that when you're driving down a gravel road just pulls your e-brake on you, you know, <laughs> like that's it, you know, I mean, yep. uh, that's what she did this year. So, uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the other things I was going to talk about is you talked about uh, trying to pick up all of the ears. Mm-hmm. And dad's probably going to kill me for, for sharing this story. But hey, that's the joy of being on a podcast and, uh, you know, being able to, to tell these things. And so, they're not here. So. Yeah, and he's not here, to, not here to yell at me, right? Uh, but anyway, one of the, the stories, we have, a, we have a chopping head at this point, right? And uh, this particular chopping head has lawnmower blades on the, on the bottom of it, right? That basically, yep. you know, chop the stocks. Uh, so he's going around this one field and, you know, we farm around a ton of trees, right? And there's, every year, there's a whole bunch of trees that have fallen out in the fields and you got to, you know, pick around them. Well, he's trying to pick through this this uh, this tree, backs up, looks at it one more time and raises his head up just a little bit to get that one last cob, right? And that lawnmower blade smacks that tree and shears a two thousand dollar gear <laughs> uh, gearbox. How is that one ear? <laughs> a two thousand dollar gearbox for one ear, and and so yeah. So I, you can imagine I've made fun of him, uh, you know, quite a bit on that one. Of like, uh, hey, is that uh, that ear uh, worth uh, it there? <laughs> yeah, and that, I mean that every field with trees, you always plant too close to the trees, knowing there's not going to be anything that grows. Yeah. And then you yep. try to get it and there's always logs down and it's always, you know, you jam it into the header. Something bad always happens when you try to get the the edges around trees. Yeah. So, yeah. Poor well, Doug. That's, uh, we, we always laugh because, uh, you know, you look at a yield map and anything around a tree, like you said, I mean, uh, yep. whether it's trees that are sucking the nutrients or what we like to call the deer tax, deer. right? <laughs> you know, you gotta, you farm around trees, you gotta pay the deer tax. Yeah. So that's just, just part yeah. of it. And so, we do plenty of that. Yeah, so. exactly. But no, what, uh, any, any other, uh, other, other fun stories? 
Uh, I don't know. Fires. Ooh. We haven't had one, a major one on the farm, yeah. but we've been darn close. Yep. And uh, nothing ever is good out of smoke um, mm. around fall time around us. But uh, we've had a couple close calls, me yeah. particularly last year. But uh, it was, you know, the days where it's 95 degrees and breezy in September and you're cutting beans and you're just sitting there. Man, I hope I don't have a fire. Yeah. That moment happened last year. Oh. And you're sitting, I was sitting in the cab, started, it was a Sunday, of course. You're planning to get a big day of bean cutting in. It's, you know, you got two days left if you can hit it hard. Beautiful weather for cutting beans. Um, and you start driving along, and it's like, man, I smell smoke. Mm. And usually when you smell smoke in the cab of a combine is never a good thing. But I stopped and I couldn't find anything. Totally ran the machine through, engine compartment open. Looked around all over, couldn't find anything. Eh, maybe it was a maybe it was a false alarm, you know. And started picking again, went about around, and okay, I'm starting to smell smoke again. So oh. shut the machine off, got back out, and as I start to climb down the ladder uh, on the case combine that we have, you look to the left, and your batteries kind of sit there. Mm -hmm. And I looked, and there's smoke coming out of the batteries. I'm like, oh, that's not a good sign. Pull it off, and there's bean dust sitting on top just smoldering. I was like, well, that is the weirdest place for bean dust to be smoldering, you know? So yeah. it's totally confused. And I have a bottle of water and I'm putting it out and my dad's calling me, what are you doing? Why are you stopped? What are you? I'm like, there's a, there's a little fire on the battery box. It's out. He's like, oh God, you know, <laughs> well, yeah. that's when he gets upset again. Right, right, right. And right. I'm like, no, no, no I, it's fine. I don't know where it's coming from. I'll look for it. Ended up, jumped in the engine compartment again. And when I lifted it this time, it looked like the whole thing came rolling out smoke. Oh. And it's like immediate panic. Like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Kind of a deal. And long story short, the bearings on the rotor shaft, the speed shaft, yep. uh, kicked all the grease out, melted it, burnt that whole mm. system up, and it was spewing out hot grease to both sides. So not only did I have a fire on the left side, there was a the fire right on side. the right side now. So it was literally a <laughs> chunk of grease that has landed on... Hot grease coming out of the, the bearings oh. was shooting on both sides because it was spinning so yeah. fast. And uh, so, yeah, we had fire on the left, had a little fire on the right. That was like molten lava. That whole knuckle system like welded itself together. Mm. And fast forward to this year... We actually had a remnant problem from it from last year that we didn't find. So it burned up the same thing this year on the combine oh. <laughs> uh, about probably two weeks ago now. So the gift that kept on giving. Yeah, um, but, that's not fun at all. I tell you what, fires are, I mean, that's just, uh, I mean, it's inevitable that you're going to see, you know, combines scattered throughout the countryside that, you know, wasn't, yeah. wasn't quite as lucky as you, right, yeah, at that it, point. And, uh, man, that's just... Uh, uh, it's just a brutal reality of, of what farmers have to deal with. Again, just adding on probably to that stress side of it uh, yep. throughout this, uh, throughout these harvest seasons. So Yeah, and luckily nothing happened to us. And, you know, you're mad at the time, but the field was fine. Yep. The combine, you repair it and you keep rolling. So, yeah. But yeah, that's probably been the biggest thing that we've had here lately. What Ooh. about you guys? Yeah, that, that's like giving me like, you know, making me sweat <laughs> here, you know? I was like, yeah, man, I just, I don't like talking about that. But uh, no, I always think like one of the other funny things that ends up happening every year, right? And it's always inevitable uh, is, is the, you know, you pull into the field or whoever pulls into the field and whoever's operating the combine, you know, most of the time the auger wagon driver takes all the heat, right? <laughs> But they can't take the heat when there's a big old heaping pile of corn 
on the roof of the combine. I mean, that's that's the combine operator. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it. And it's just it seems like every year at some point in time that one pile is going to come uh, come crashing down. You got the cab corn. Yep, the old cab corn. <laughs> it never fails. You got ten feet left. Yep, I can make it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was actually cool. So I seen something neat that one of our neighbors have. Uh, I was riding uh, in the field with uh, with Justin Ewing the other day. Yep. And uh, and they have an LCD monitor and a camera pointed uh, up into the hopper, right? That's, that's up mounted on on top, right at the top of the top of the hopper. But I'm sitting there looking at that. I'm like, well, heck, that <laughs> that's what every everybody needs. Well, us. well, yeah, but then you don't have an excuse when you have cab corn. That is true. Yeah, no, it definitely takes <laughs> the an excuse, excuse off for the everything. table. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> well, you know, you say you don't have an excuse, but, you know, on a lot of these combines, there's like the 75% full yeah. alarm. And then <laughs> the there's dinging. then there's the 100% full alarm. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, there's there's still room. Yeah, my, my uncle's notorious. Uh, and I'll tell this to him right now. He runs our combine and he's running it right now, actually. And uh, his, his hearing, he has a hard time, like, deciphering pitches of noise. Yep. And the dinging of the full kind of goes with the ringing of his ear. Oh. So he doesn't, like, I can be in the cab with him and hear it and just, like, sit there and be like, hey, we're full, you know, yeah. but he doesn't hear it. So he keeps on going. It's like, no, no, you got to stop. <laughs> you got to stop. But he can hear the cab corn. Yeah. <laughs> so we have frequent cab corn on yeah. our farm. Yeah, well, it's you know it's real good when about, you know, Three quarters of the way through the season, when that cab corn starts to sprout, that's when you that's when you know that you need to be cleaning the top of the cab off. So oh, yeah. uh, that's just that's just part of it. But no, I tell you what, it's always uh, it never ceases to me you know ceases to amaze me the uh, the amount of uh, crazy you know funny uh, stressors and any of those kind of stories that end up happening throughout the uh, throughout harvest. But uh, I'm sure that we have a ton more that we could probably think of. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but hey, we'll uh, we'll save those for another time. So. That's right. Hey, this has been an absolute fun episode here, and we want to throw a special thanks out to Mr. Tanner Dunn for joining us. So thanks uh, thanks for sitting here and sharing your stories, man. Yeah, absolutely. Always a pleasure joining, and look forward to sharing more stories in the future. Yeah, you know, I'd like to say that we won't have any more stories because that means that nothing bad's happening, but uh, I'm sure that's not the case. So I'm sure we have stories after 20 minutes of sitting here. So. <laughs> Already new ones are already are new rolling ones. through. Yeah. There we go. So and hey, we also want to thank you, the listeners. So we hope that you enjoyed this uh this podcast. And if you liked it, be sure to hit the like button, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notified each and every time that we push out new content. And as always, Around the Farm is brought to you by Climate Field View. And that ends up wrapping up uh this episode. And we wish you a very safe and awesome harvest. And we'll see you around the farm.